Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome to today's broadcast of Jesus the Healer. We're so glad you've joined us. We've been holding what we're calling Healing School, and we're going through the different healings that happened under Jesus' earthly ministry, and we're studying them. You know, the Word says that Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Jesus emphasized healing. And so we want to also emphasize healing so that then only then do we do the works of Jesus. What were his works? Teaching, preaching, and healing. And so as we're centered, as we sit under the teaching of the word today, we are sitting under the works of Jesus. So release your faith. Expect for something to happen. Believe God. You know, believing is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. And so you can choose to believe as you hear the word taught today. We're going to start in Luke chapter 4 and verse 38. So get your Bible, get your notebook, get a pen and pencil and follow along with us and study the word with us. And uh, we're going to start in Luke chapter 4 verse 38. And it says, as Jesus arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house and Simon's mother was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. So let's look again at verse 38 in detail. It says, Jesus arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. Now, of course, we know Simon is Peter, one of his disciples. So he's going there to Peter's house and Peter's uh, wife's mother, his mother-in-law was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her. So this isn't a minor condition because of the word great. Luke This is recorded in the book of Luke. Luke was a physician. So he made a note to to label this fever that it was a great fever. And they besought Jesus for her. So it wasn't a mild passing condition. It was something that she had been suffering with. Verse 39 says, He stood over her and he rebuked the fever and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Notice he rebuked the fever. The fever heard him talk to it. Jesus rebuked the fever. He rebuked the sickness and disease. So notice this, talk to sickness, talk to disease, rebuke it. The Bible says resist the devil. And what will happen? He will flee. So notice this, too many times I think people are waiting to see the devil. I don't know if they're waiting to see uh, some, something in a, with horns on his head and a pitchfork and a long tail before they start resisting. It, Jesus recognized that this sickness was of the devil, so he rebuked it. When you're rebuking sickness, you're rebuking the devil. When you rebuke lack, you're rebuking the devil. When you rebuke depression... You're rebuking the devil. Notice Jesus showed us how to deal with sickness. Talk to it. Rebuke it. Answer it. Tell it. You take charge of it. He rebuked it. And you say, well, that was Jesus. Yes, but Jesus said the works that I do 
shall you do also. So you are authorized to rebuke even in your own life or in the lives of your loved ones or in the life of someone who asked you to pray for them. You are authorized to rebuke in Jesus' stead. You are now Jesus' representative in the earth because the life of God is in you if you're born again. If you are born again and you're a new believer, a new creature in Christ, you are Jesus's representative. He is going to work and move through you. So we should do as he did and we'll get the results he got. Why? When we understand that the greater one is in us, it's not us doing it, but the greater one through us is doing it. He's the one that authorized us to go into all the world. Amen. As his representatives. And so we don't wait for Jesus to show up and rebuke it. He's authorized yes. us as God filled people with the life of God on the inside yes. of us, the ability of God, the authority of God. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I give you power. Yeah. That word power there is authority. I give you authority yeah. to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when you're treading on them, the word tread means step over and keep going. So when you step over the devil and you go past his works and you just keep moving, not letting him stop you. Jesus said, nothing will hurt you. Nothing will hurt you. Meaning this, the devil can't stop you from using your authority over him. Amen. And uh, so we need to use our authority. Remember what Jesus said. The word tells us uh, he has given unto us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And then he said, whatsoever you bind will be bound. Whatsoever you loose will be loosed. What's he talking about? Authority. So the keys of the kingdom of heaven is an expression of the authority of God. This is a key to how the kingdom works. That it walks in authority. This is how Jesus got results. He walked in his authority. So he, G, the word tells us whatsoever you bind shall be bound. It didn't say what Jesus binds. It says what you bind will be bound in heaven. What you loose will be loosed in heaven. What's that mean? Heaven will back you up. If you bind something, heaven will back you up. You lose something, heaven will back you up. Now this has to be in line with the word. When we bind or when we lose something, that's what Jesus is really doing. He's rebuking that fever and the power of God backed him up. The power that was, in, that was, he was anointed with backed him up. That anointing worked. Amen. So he stood over her. He rebuked the fever and it left. So we say this, the fever had ears. The fever could hear. And immediately she arose and ministered. So we say this, every sickness and disease has ears to obey my authority. It has ears to obey my authority. That's why I can speak to it. And you say, well, that just sounds weird. Well, it's going to get more weird because Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus said, whosoever says to the mountain, the mountain has ears. Whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What's this? He's letting us know a spiritual law. Words rule. Words are governing things. This is why the greatest thing God could give us is his word. 
Jesus was the Word made flesh. Yes. Words are words determine the direction we take in life. We can say, we can speak, and cause our cause our lives to change directions just by the words we say. Yes. Can I tell you this? I want to remind you this. When you heard the salvation message, whether you were a child, whether you were a young adult, whether you were an older person, when you heard the salvation message, what is a salvation message? Well, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call <clears throat> on the name of the Lord, Jesus, I, I receive you as my Savior. Those are words that transfer you from one kingdom to another, transferred by words. The power of God met words. People don't realize your words are the most powerful thing you have working for you. Amen. Your words, your words. And Jesus stood over this woman. He did not. It doesn't even say he touched her. It says he stood over her and he started speaking words. Remember the centurion soldier who came to Jesus and he said, my servant lies at home sick. And Jesus said, well, I'll come with you and I'll heal him. And I love that this centurion soldier had enough faith to say, you don't need to come to my house. Just send your word. He understood words. When you understand the authority of words, you quit speaking negative words that sabotage, that sabotage your life. Don't sabotage your health by saying, I always get sick. I always feel bad. If anybody gets sick, it's going to be me. Those are words that sabotage your health. Amen. Jesus is trying to, he shows us an example. And all through the New Testament, we see the power of words. And this again, we see the power of his word when he stood over her and he spoke to that fever and it left. Amen. Amen. Now we quoted Mark 11, 22, 23. Verse 22 says this, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. When you got born again, God put a measure of his own faith in you. If you're born again, you have faith. You couldn't have gotten born again without it. Because it's by faith you believe you're a child of God. It's by faith you received salvation that's offered you. So in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have the faith of God. And then he said to his disciples, he said, uh, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, which he saith, believe the things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I, I want you to see this is that Jesus is telling you, talk to your mountain. Yes. Your mountain can be lack. Your mountain can be depression. Your mountain can be pain. Your mountain can be a, a physical condition. Talk Amen. to your mountain. Notice he doesn't say talk about your mountain. Yes. Most talk about their mountain. He said talk to your mountain. Then others talk to God about their mountain. He said, talk to your mountain. But the key that we have to understand is that when we are talking to our mountain, we cannot have our focus on the mountain. 
we have our focus on the mountain mover. He's the mountain mover. We talk to the mountain, but our attention is on him. It's not on the circumstance. If our attention and our thought lives are absorbed with our need, our problem, then our words are not going to carry the same effect because they're not going to have the faith in them because we're looking at the wrong things. What you look at is what you're going to believe. You look at God, you believe God. You look at what the devil's doing, you'll start believing all that the devil's doing. The life of faith is a focused attention. It is a, it's a, it's an attention focused on God and what he says. Amen. So whenever you are speaking to something that is trying to get out of place in your life or stay out of place in your life. You speak to it. You're authorized to make sure that it goes back into place. But don't even look at yourself. You can't make it go back into place, but you keep your attention and your focus on God. It's by His power. His power will back up your words. His power fills your words when they are words that are in line with the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So it says after Jesus rebuked the fever, notice, and immediately she arose. Notice she did something. She got up. She arose. She didn't lay there and just say, well, I need to recover a little bit, you know, or I need to check and see if this is going to last. No, it left her and immediately she got up. She got up. That reminds me of a testimony that a minister told me. There was, uh, he was a member of Amy Simple McPherson's church. Now, Sister Amy Simple McPherson, she ministered in the earlier part of the 1900s, and there was a mighty revival that happened in her church. It was in Los Angeles, California. It was called, her church was called Angelus Temple. This man, uh, he's gone to heaven now. He lived out his life, but he was, when he was young, he was in her church. And when she was still alive and pastoring. Now, she died in 1944. So you can understand this was about 80 years ago uh, that she had that she went home to be with the Lord. But he was there in her service. And he said, I never saw in anyone's service that someone came into her service in a wheelchair that did not get up and walk out of that wheelchair. And he was part of her congregation for years. And he said in every service that someone came in in a wheelchair, they got up and walked out of that wheelchair. He said, except for one time, he said in one service, there were five wheelchairs that were brought to the platform and she was ministering to them. She walked up to the first person that was in the wheelchair and said, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. And that person got up and they walked out. Now, see, this reminds us of this of Peter's mother-in-law. She arose, meaning she she acted in line. She acted in line with what was said. So Sister Amy went to the second person in the wheelchair and said, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. The second one just got up. Why? They believed it and they just got up. The third one, she said the same thing. They got up and walked out. To the fourth one, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. That person got up and walked out. She got to the fifth person in the wheelchair and said, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. But that person, instead of acting, answered. And it wasn't an answer of faith. It was a rebuttal. And that person said, I can't get up. 
I can't walk. And Sister Amy said, neither could these other four, but they did. Meaning this, if you will just put forth the effort, the power will meet your effort. The power will meet your movement. If you'll just move toward getting up, the power of God will see that act of faith. The power of God will meet that act of faith. My husband used to say this, if you can't move any part of your body, just at least move your little finger toward God. He said, let God see some movement on your part. You're not getting up under your own ability. You're getting up under the ability that he will empower you with. And so this is what Peter's mother-in-law did. She arose and she got up. This woman that was in the wheelchair that Sister Amy was ministering to, the woman said, I can't get up. I can't walk. And Sister Amy said, neither could these other four, but they did. So Sister Amy gave her the word again, said, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. She said, I can't. And then Sister Amy said, well, then I have to walk off and leave you sitting here. Not that she wanted to. She didn't want to. But if you can't get people to agree with the word instead of argue with it, instead of reason against it, instead of give a rebuttal of why it won't work for them. See, believing is a choice. It's not a feeling. This, the woman in that fifth wheelchair was waiting for a feeling and God was looking for her choice. What do you choose? What do you choose? What do you choose? And so this is what we see about Peter's mother-in-law. She chose, I'm getting up, right? But notice that immediately after she got up, she began ministering unto them. So we see this, that she took action, didn't she? She started using her newfound strength in his service. In his service. And uh, when we when we see her situation, we see this. There's a God side to every healing and a man's side. You can't do God's side, but God can't do your side. God's side is power. Your side is to believe and act. Believe and say. Believe and respond. Amen. And that's what she did. So uh, she did her part, but then not only did she do her part, she began serving with her newfound strength. Anything, you have to realize this, anything that you receive from God, the devil's busy trying to steal it from you. What did she do that made sure the devil couldn't steal it? She started using, she started using her health and using her strength to minister to Jesus and those that were with him. She started serving him, just serving him. Amen. So this is the way she found, she used her newfound strength. This reminds me years ago on the television, there was a biography on a certain well-known, a popular singer. And this singer would have been alive maybe in the 1950s, 60s, somewhere around in there. And this singer one day was in a car accident and they had a very, they had a a very extreme, um, the critical issues and injuries from the car accident. In fact, they didn't know if this person would live. And so they had, they had her in an ICU, an intensive care unit. 
And um, one day, and this was the testimony, the, the report from her friend that I was listening to on television, that this same friend had gone to visit her in the hospital. And uh, when she was in the hospital, she came up into that intensive care unit and this patient, the, the singer that was as a patient in the hospital, was in the bed crying. And so her friend walked in the room, saw her crying and said, are you in pain? Are you hurting? And she said, no. She said, right before you walked in, Jesus walked in. Mm -hmm. She said, I was laying here on the bed and I saw Jesus walk into my hospital room. And he said to me, you have not completed all that I have for you to fulfill. You will not die at this time. He said, he touched me and she said, all the pain left and I'm healed. And this is the point where the friend walked in. Jesus had just left this this room. Well, see, he told her he had a plan for her to fulfill. So she, uh, she was immediately released because her body was completely well. She had no pain. Within the next day or so, they released her. But this was the problem. After she got released, she went back to the places that she used to entertain at. The place that she started at was singing in bars, singing for you know, in places of that, that in places where God's not really <laughs> glorified, right? <laughs> Within six months, she had another car wreck, and this time she was killed in it. Now, you say, well, Jesus said he had a plan that she hadn't fulfilled her plan. The plan he had for her, how come she was killed? Well, first of all, you have to know this God had nothing to do with either car accident. That's right. That's right. That's right. But she opened the door to the devil. Once you've seen Jesus and he has told you, I've got something for you, uh, a work for you to do. And you go another direction and use your newfound strength to go back to your old life. You can't use your newfound strength, go back to the old sinful way of living and think that the devil's not going to have an access to you. Your, your protection is in walking out the plan of God. Your protection is fulfilling what he's called you to do and told you to do. And so because she took her newfound strength and went back to what she, her flesh liked, of course, then the door was open wide for the enemy to shorten her life. And so he again worked that same uh, that same attack, he again caused a second car wreck. And you can see this sometimes that the devil will work in patterns in someone's life. The first pattern that he used to try to, to try to shorten her life was a car accident. When she did not walk out the plan of God and fulfill the plan of God, then he was able to again work that exact same attack. And this time, this time, uh, she did not survive it. Well, what's this tell us? God has a plan. And the best life you can live is His plan. I guarantee you nothing you could imagine, nothing you could ever conjure up or dream for your own life would ever come anywhere near being as great as what God has planned for you. In the plan of God, you become untouchable. 
when you are fulfilling the will of God for your life. Now, can I say this to you? This singer had a very spectacular experience, didn't she? Not many have an experience where they see Jesus in, in, in manifested form, walk into their room, touch them, speak to them about their future, heal them. But notice this, this spectacular experience was no substitute for her obedience. You can have Jesus walk in and talk to you, but we still must obey. Nothing spectacular, no divine experience will ever take the place of the part that we're to do in obeying God and His Word. Amen. This spectacular experience could not sustain her in disobedience. Amen. It was not the plan of God that her life be shortened, and Jesus said that to her. So we see this, whenever we are believing God for healing, just start serving God with you, the health you do have. Show Him, I'm going to use the strength and the life you give me for your plan, your purpose. Now people, would, people may say, well, Pastor Nancy, how do I do that? I'm not a preacher. You know, I'm not in the fivefold ministry. I'm not a pastor. Everyone is called to serve in some capacity in the body of Christ. And I will say this, you need to be part of a local church to serve in. So many of you that are even here, some of you are ministers, some of you serve in the body, of, in, the, in, the, in the, the local church. Uh, some of you are on staff, different ones, but we each find our place. Where do you fit? God has a place that you fit in the body of Christ. As you fulfill that, take your strength, your health, and spend it in fulfilling His plan for your life. When you do that, you safeguard yourself. You keep the doors shut that the devil cannot touch you. No, you don't, devil. I'm fulfilling the will of God. No, you don't. I'm walking out the plan of God. I'm obeying God. Amen. Thank God for faith. But I tell you what, faith has to have obedience connected to it. And this is what this, this singer was lacking. She no doubt saw Jesus, but she did not obey. And it didn't matter that she had something, a divine experience. It calls for obedience. The plan of God for your life calls for obedience. And I don't care who you are. God has a plan for your life. And I'll tell you this, ask him about it. Talk to him about it. Find out from him, Father, what do you want me to do? Well, I can tell you this to begin with for every Christian is the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So what does that mean? We all need to be coming together. And then we also need to be serving. Amen. Do something. You know, the local church is a family. I said the local church is a family and in a family, every family member has chores. They have responsibilities. It's not, you'll never be fulfilled just sitting back and watching someone else do your part. Step up and do your part. Amen. Now I want to say and pray for those that are watching today. I want you to know the power of God is present right where you're at. Choose to believe that. Choose to believe it. No matter what your need is, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's for your home, 
Say this with me. I believe in the power of God. And that power meets every need in my life. Right now, I receive my answer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.